Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yeah, we're rolling along, Greeny, with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. Time for your calls in this hour. I got my green list coming up just moments from now and a very important message from a very dear friend of mine. All that is on the way coming up here shortly, but I do want to start with the question of the day. You ask these questions. Greeny's question of the day. Because I've not yet had a chance to ask the assembled members of the hashtag crew how they would vote. So every single day, let's put it this way. Now that I'm back on the radio, I'll be here every day. If you're not following me on Twitter, you're missing a lot of the stuff that we do. There's a lot of interaction that goes on there. I find it to be very easy to do, and, and um, it's just a, it's an efficient way for us to communicate. So I'm at ESPN Greeny. So just go there, get on there, follow me, and we'll, we can have these conversations. Every day I put up a poll question. Today's question of the day. If you were starting an NFL franchise tomorrow, who is your overall number one pick? The options are Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, or other. Nuno, let me start by asking you, do you think I chose the right three? I had a lot of people questioning why Joe Burrow wasn't on my list. Dominique Foxworth brought up why wasn't Lamar Jackson on my list. So do you believe I gave the correct, before I ask your vote, do you believe I gave the proper options, bearing in mind that on a Twitter poll, four is the maximum number of options that you can give? I do believe that. I do think when you're having this conversation, those are the three guys because that's, I think, how the league feels on a lot of these guys. Ahead of Burrow. I, I think, I think if, look, Burrow is terrific. I enjoy watching him. The run he had last year was the stuff of legend, and I think he has a chance to have a magnificent career, magnificent. But if you were asking me to choose one of those players to start a franchise with, to me, clearly my first three choices in any order you want would be Herbert, Mahomes, and Allen. It wouldn't even be, I wouldn't even consider Burrow. I wouldn't consider Lamar. I wouldn't consider anybody else. That's why I put those three guys on the list. It's not about who's the most accomplished to this point. It's about who I think projects to be the best over the next decade. And, and those are the options that I would put into me. It just, it, I didn't even really think about it much more than that, to be completely honest. So having said that, you agree with my options. Who would your vote be, Nuno? I waver, but I think I'm taking Mahomes still. I just think that he, like, I think Allen, I'm taking third in this whole group going Get forward. Get out of here. You would going put forward. Allen third. Going forward, yes, because, and, you, and you've t- brought up this, it's the way he plays and the, the fact that he takes such mm. a beating. Mm-hmm. I think that that Mahomes is slightly above both of them and I think Herbert that the look the the arm the strength things of that nature that he's just that prototypical quarterback that you would take sec- that I think most teams would take second I like it I like that I like the thinking behind the selection Bubba cast your vote of those the options I gave you the four options Dak is not an option 
I know you're a loyal <laughs> Cowboy fan. At this Jerry point, Jones I'm doesn't okay have to keep that. receipts. No receipts on Bubba. Right. He, he follows his team. He supports them blindly through thick and thin. But I just gave you those four options, Mahomes, Allen, Herbert, or other. Who gets your vote? Yeah, I was wavering uh, with Al- thinking Allen, but I think I'm going to go Mahomes. I do have Herbert third, but I, I think you just got to stick with Mahomes, kind of with Graziano's logic too. Just what he's proven so far, I mean, he's just kind of the king. Like until someone takes over, he's just what he's done has been dominant. And even this year, going into the offseason, like, oh, the Chiefs, are they going to have a down year? What's going to happen? He comes out Sunday and was just dominant again. Like he's, he's just clearly above everyone else right now. Obviously, you can't go wrong with any of the three, but – I would, I would take Mahomes. Well, I'm just going to tell you right now, because I'm the only one who can see the results so far. There are still 43 minutes left in this voting, and right now Allen and Mahomes are just splitting the vote. Allen has 41%, Mahomes has 41%, Herbert has 12 and other has 6 So if you want to cast your vote, you've got 40 minutes to do it at ESPN Greeny. Go ahead, Nunes. Let me ask you a question. If Justin Herbert had either Andy Reid or uh... – Sean McDermott as head coach. Do you think that would be a closer vote? Yeah. I mean, I think, look, I think that it's not so much McDermott as it is Dayball. And I know it's only one game with the Giants, but so far, so good. I think Brian Dayball and the entire organization, I, let, me, let, me, let me say that again. I do not mean to sell short Sean McDermott. The buck stops with him. He's the head coach. He deserves the credit. But I think that the development of Josh Allen is just an organizational success story uh, a, a second to almost none. Patrick Mahomes is like the perfect storm. He was drafted into the perfect situation, a really good team with a good quarterback that he was able to then elevate. Unbelievable weapons, unbelievable coaching, that, and he's got extraordinary talent and desire and everything else. I mean, first and foremost, you got to give the credit to the people themselves. Herbert, the argument for him is what he's overcome. Think about the circumstances. Does everyone remember the circumstances in which he became the starting quarterback? Tyrod Taylor was supposed to be the starting quarterback for the Chargers. He got like a numbing injection before a game that hit a spot that it wasn't supposed to hit, and he was unable to play. And like an hour before kickoff, Herbert is thrown out there, and he never gave the job back. And he's sensational. I love him. I think Herbert is phenomenal. And yes, I think he has less in the way of coaching, less in the way of organizational stability, certainly less in the way of fan base. Have you ever been to a game in Kansas City? You ever been to a game in Buffalo? You ever been to a Charger game? With no disrespect, those are road games. <clears throat> He's playing 16, now 17 road games a year. So your point is well taken. But the circumstances are what the circumstances are. I put him on the list because I think he belongs in the discussion. Um and it's an interesting vote. So you got forty minutes or thereabouts. By the way, to cast. yeah, I'm not sure if you know how Twitter polls work. Yeah, but literally anyone who votes can see who what. The, oh, when you vote, you get to see the results as well. <laughs> yeah, li- literally. So every, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, literally any. So if if you don't vote, you can't see. I see. So that part is true. So but what you're saying is, if you if you put up a poll as, and I vote yeah. on it, I get to see the results of it immediately. As soon as you click your vote, huh. so if I were to vote for Mahomes, you immediately see what the vote is, and then since you have since voted, you see the updates the entire time. So what you're saying is that that when I said everyone couldn't see it, and I told you what the current status of the vote was, that was unnecessary. 
Correct. Okay. I mean, it's good to update people because a lot of people won't know, but you know, you're not the gatekeeper of the Twitter polls. Fair enough. Okay. Well, look, I, we're all just. I, I hope you're not keeping receipts uh, that I got that wrong. That's my bad. I did not. I did not. I, I, you know what? I guess in retrospect, I realized that. I just didn't think of it that way. Okay, fair enough. So I hope that you will cast your vote, and then you will get to see where it all stands almost simultaneously, and that will work out very nicely, and then we'll go on from there. Anyway, that's the question of the day. Starting Stronger starts at AutoZone, where they've got battery solutions in the form of free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes them America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone with AutoZone. All right, I'm going to jump around here. There's just something I want you to know. I need you to listen carefully. I just want you to know. Uh, so my friends at the, the V Foundation and um, some of the folks here at ESPN who work with them reached out to me and asked if I would just make brief mention of the extraordinary work that is being done over there because we all hear about it during V Week and we all hear about it at, at certain select times. But it is it is such um, it is such, it is by so far of my 20. I've been working at ESPN 26 years. There is nothing of which I'm more proud than my connection to, our connection to, and the company's work with the V Foundation, um, through which literally hundreds of millions of dollars have been donated directly to these geniuses, these hospitals and these universities where they do cancer research. And hopefully by now you know that every penny that you donate goes directly to that because it is all fully vested so you don't – none of it goes to operating expenses or anything like that. But Dick Vitale, everyone knows that that Dickie V – I hope you know that that he announced he has a clean bill bill of health. He beat beat cancer, which is a miracle, Um, and it is a miracle that is only possible because of the work of people like those of the V Foundation and people like Dickie V. I have said, and I said it when I was privileged to be an honoree at his gala one year, there's no one whose example I admire more of how to use their success and celebrity to make the world a better place. No one I admire more than Dick Vitale. No one who works more tirelessly. I want to make sure that you know they asked me to mention that when he won the Jimmy V Perseverance Award at the ESPYs, they raised $3 million as a result of that people dedicating, donating that money to help Dick in particular in his work in raising money for pediatric cancer research. If you knew him, as I am delightfully lucky to do, you know that it, it, it burns in him. He is around these families. He knows these kids. He does everything he can for them. He does everything he can for these families. And so if you can help and I think it's every now and again it's worth mentioning because lots of people love ESPN. Some people have criticism of us. Plenty of it is fair. Over the 26 years I've been here, we've gotten a lot of things right. We've gotten some wrong. But the V Foundation is the best thing we do, always, every day, not just during V Week, not just during the times when we talk about it a lot. So if you can, go to v.org slash PCAM and you can, honor, uh, you can donate in honor, directly in honor of Dick Vitale if you choose to do so. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space 
to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. We are live, as always, above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. Um, I have a few questions about some of the stuff I saw last night, and none of them (laughs) as pressing as the questions about what in the world Nathaniel Hackett was doing coaching that game last night. Um, That was just mind-boggling the way that game ended. Um, And so I think that he and Russell Wilson emerge as maybe the single biggest losers of week one in the NFL. But who are the biggest winners? That's the subject of today's green list. The list is what determines who matters in this business. The green list. All right, guys. So it is my top five, this, that or the other, as again, voted on and chosen exclusively by me, the world's foremost authority on all matters. My top five winners of opening weekend. Number five. Five is the Vikings. And these are not all going to be teams. In fact, I think that's the only one that is a team. But the Vikings as a team were the biggest winners. And I say this not only because it is one of the few predictions I've ever gotten right. But I think the Vikings set the stage for what is going to be a really good year. Let's think about it. Every year, a team that most people don't see coming winds up being great. Last year, it was Cincinnati. They made a run all the way to the Super Bowl. There's always a surprise in there. The Vikings, I don't even think, would be that big a surprise. Norex was talking yesterday glowingly on TV about the positive energy their new coach, Kevin O'Connell, brings after Mike Zimmer, who was more of a negative energy kind of coach. Again, there can be successful ones of those, i.e. Bill Belichick, the most successful coach ever. But maybe a new voice, a new direction, an offensive mind. Justin Jefferson looking like he's going to be in Cooper Cup's offense and put up those kind of numbers. Thielen, Cook, Madison, Cousins. If the defense plays, I said it before the season, I I think they're going to win the division. I really do. 
I know Aaron Rodgers is one of the best players of all time, but this isn't tennis. He's not Carlos Alcaraz. He's not all by himself out there. He needs help, and I don't think he's got it. So to me, the Vikings at number five, biggest winners of opening weekend. Number four. Number four is Mike McDonald. And I'm kind of upset with myself that I didn't do enough on this yesterday. But the Dolphins' win on Sunday was really impressive. There were a lot of eyeballs on that. You know, you're going head-to-head in your first game after all the stuff that happened there in the offseason. Your predecessor has sued the entire National Football League. The suggestion he's making is that your owner was basically bribing people to lose games. Um, you've got to save the quarterback. You bring in the huge acquisitions, all of them, especially Tyreek Hill, but he's not the only one. And you're counted on as the offensive genius who's going to pull all this together. And, oh, by the way, you got to do it week one, face-to-face across the field from the most successful football coach that ever lived. And he did it. Good for Mike McDaniel. People are into it. And, by the way, Nuno, did you see the handshake between McDaniel and Belichick at the end of that game? I did. Very nice. Did McDaniel do something that upset Belichick? Like, was there something that I didn't see? Because if you're Bill, come on. This is the guy's first game ever. I know you were upset with the way your team played. But, I mean, give him a little, hey, good job, you know, congratulations. Give him something. Bill literally walked up there and was already looking in the other direction when he shook his hand. That handshake made the old man genie handshakes look like long hugs. That was not a great moment, I think, unless is there something in that story I'm missing? Is there something Bill was specifically upset at McDonald about that? That's the part of this, you know, that I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I just wonder if Bill's feeling the does a guy like Bill Belichick start feeling the pressure because he's won so much. But now you're doing this and you've been doing this without, uh, you know, you've always been, quote unquote, the smartest man in the room. And now you're doing this without Tom Brady. It's been a few years. You're trying this Joe Judge, Matt Patricia thing. It's clearly not working. It uh, Things didn't look well. You've missed out on, a, or, you know, you haven't hit on a lot of the free agents you brought in or draft picks. Does Belichick start feeling this pressure? I think he does. But, and, and most of that is probably internally motivated. I would make it clear. I have extraordinary respect for Bill Belichick. I think he's the greatest coach ever. Doesn't mean he doesn't make mistakes, and he's made several Certainly in player acquisition, they've made enormous mistakes up there. I will say this. If this thing doesn't get righted quickly, the Patricia Judge experiment, that really does look bad because that is on the head coach. That is, He's the one who decided not to replace McDaniels. But that's, let's not get there yet because all that has yet to happen. All I'm saying is this is the young kid coaching his first ever game. Now give him a moment of congratulations on the field. You're the greatest coach of all time, and you're, you know, I think he's seven. Bill is 70 years old. Like, you got to be bigger than that, I think. So, again, I, I reserve the right to take all of that back if something happened that I'm not aware of. Anyway, McDonald, to me, is the fourth biggest winner of opening weekend. Number three. Three is Josh Allen. Allen was unbelievable Thursday night, and there was a lot of pressure on him, too. Opening game, tough spot across the country, playing the Super Bowl champs, unfurling the banner. Everyone waiting, what's he going to do for an encore, you know, after the incredible performance and the loss to Kansas City last year. No day ball. Allen played the best game of anybody in the NFL this weekend. If they needed to score 90 points, they would have. They turned the ball over a bunch. That game should have been 50 to 10. They, 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 they were dominant, and Allen was unbelievable. 
we live in a short attention span kind of society, so it feels like a very long time ago. But his performance should not be forgotten. I think he is the number three biggest winner of opening weekend. Number two. Two is your guy, Nuno. Brian Dayball. Brian Dayball has done the opposite of Robert Sala. He has won over the fan base immediately. <laughs> immediately. How much How much um, leash did he buy himself? How many bad weeks in a row could the Giants have before you will start blaming it on him? Do you know what I mean? Like, he won everybody over. Anything that happens the rest of this season, if it goes badly, and I don't think they're going to be a great team, anything that goes badly will not by the fan base be perceived as his fault. I think he is the second biggest winner of opening week. Nuno, the Giant fan, your reaction? Yeah, I think uh, it's like a double victory. It's they won the game. And the fact that we feel like we have a head coach and we are headed in the right direction and that we know that we're not going to be very good because there's still a lot of this team lacks a lot of talent, but that you're headed in the right direction. Guys want to be there. Guys want to play for you. You're not worried about any chatter coming out of the locker rooms or things of that nature that you're just headed in the right direction um, and you will be willing and okay with if you're. 5 and 12, 6 and 11, that type of thing. Yeah, look, I mean, I, believe me, I heard it yesterday. I was out and about. I live right here in New York City. And I was out and about yesterday, and I get a lot of things yelled at me in the street. 99% of them are very nice. Most of them are, you tell Stephen A, and then something. Like, ever since I started doing the NBA show, I have a lot of messages for Steve. <laughs> Everyone wants me to tell Stephen A something. But yesterday, all I heard was from Giant fans. Everywhere I went. And everyone is wearing a Giant shirt. Yesterday, construction sites, everywhere, you, everything you walk past, everybody's got their Giant stuff on. Good for you. You deserve it. I'm jealous. So P, uh, Brian Dayball is my number two winner of the week. Number one. Number one is Pete Carroll. And I will tell you right now, I put this list together yesterday before the game was played. And at the bottom, I put Pete Carroll slash Russell Wilson. The answer for number one will be whoever wins this game. Because the more you dive into that, the more you peel back the onion, that relationship was trouble. I think there was a time when it was very good. All the reporting I saw, I watched Monday Countdown, Susie and company yesterday. They're awesome. Everything I heard, I saw Russell hugging DK Metcalf. I saw Russell hugging Geno Smith. I didn't see Russell hugging Pete Carroll. That that, that was definitely one they wanted. It won't get the attention that Brady versus Belichick got because they didn't win six Super Bowls together, but they did win one. And should have won another. And they were together a long time. So to me, I think they both wanted that game more than you could ever imagine. So to me, whoever was the winner of that game was going to be my number one winner of opening weekend. So again, when I filled in my top five yesterday, I just put Wilson slash Carroll. And this morning I would delete the loser. And that is what we did. And so that is today's green list. Uh, My top five winners of the opening weekend, the Vikings, Mike McDonald, Josh Allen, Brian Dayball, and Pete Carroll. Uh, Greeny reminding you to try the $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk Wireless with Nationwide 5G on America's Best Networks. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G-capable device required. Actual availability coverage and speed may vary. Uh, Coming up, Nuno's got an interesting note I want to get to. I asked a question on Twitter yesterday. The answer is kind of stunning to me. I have a million things I haven't gotten to today. We'll catch up to everything next on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio as we roll along. I got a million things in the hopper for you, but I just wanted you to hear a couple of sound bites that I really like that Nuno pulled aside for me. One of them, if you were watching the Manning cast last night, watching Peyton and Eli, you know, Peyton's got a lot. He still lives in Denver now. He's got a lot of Broncos in his blood. Uh, and he's watching the ridiculous ending of that game last night. And he was freaking out. I've got a little bit of his reaction as it was going on. We got three timeouts. See, I might use one right here. Let's use no one. Doubt. Let's talk about this one. Let's talk about this one. I think we, I think we should call timeout, like now. <laughs> they look, they look unsettled. Sutton doesn't know what he's doing. Hurry up! Timeout! 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 And that was when they called the timeout with 20 seconds left. And if a picture is worth a thousand words, Peyton's got his hands on his head in disbelief. And my favorite line in that one, Bubba, is Eli saying, "They look unsettled." <laughs> I mean that that was such a bad night. For Nathaniel Hackett, right? Because not that that moment at the end of the game is what will get all the attention. But how many times did they have? They seem to have no ability to get a play called. They couldn't get the play in there to save their lives. How many times did they look discombobulated right before the snap? It's a miracle they had all three of their timeouts left with a minute left in that game, but they did and then didn't use them in any way that made sense to me or anybody I've spoken to. So, Bubba, that was kind of a nightmare, was it not, for the Broncos and Hackett? Yeah, I mean, I think him out there, he looked, uh, he made Mike McCarthy look like uh, coach of the year as far as preparation goes. And I, I can't imagine for someone like Peyton, as we saw, he just must have been losing his mind the entire time. Just can't believe the lack of preparation, just the frustration. Just He's not even involved in the He's just watching the game. And you can just see how angry he gets at teams just not being prepared and not understanding what they're doing. You can just see the frustration through his eyes and even his words. It's just funny watching that. And, and some people on my TV show this morning got mad about Russell Wilson sort of defending the coach. 
I don't know. This is what Russell Wilson says. I believe in Coach Hack. I believe in what we're doing. Um, you know, and believe in everything. And uh, you know, I, anytime you can try to find a way to make a play on fourth and five, that, that's great too. But also, we I think we I think I don't think it was the wrong decision. You know, I think he can make it. Obviously, we, in hindsight, you know, we didn't make it. But uh, if we were in that situation again, I wouldn't doubt whatever he decided. See, I don't have a problem with that. I mean, now, what, is he going to crush him after the first that's game? That's what I mean. That'd be insane. What he should do is he should be in the office this this morning with the coach right after they fly back, and he should say, okay, next time, this is what we need to do. Those are concerns that should be voiced privately, not in a press conference. We continue in 15 seconds. This is Greeny reminding you that Disney Plus is back in action. The exciting new premieres, Disney's Pinocchio, Pixar's Cars on the Road, Marvel's Thor, Love and Thunder, Star Wars, Obi-Wan Kenobi, A Jedi's Return. We've got new episodes and specials like Marvel's She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, Dancing with the Stars, the pro's most memorable dances. This month only, you can get a month of Disney Plus for just $1.99. That offer is available until September 19th, then it's $7.99 a month. All that and more streaming now. Disney Plus, get on board. Okay, two things. Hembo desperately needs to come back to work, and I'm going to explain why in just a moment. But first, you just made an interesting point as the rest of the country joins us here, Bubba, about Mike McCarthy and the way Nathaniel Hackett coached that game last night. Now, McCarthy has been a head coach for, what, 15 years? How long was he in Green Bay? I don't even remember. He was in Green Bay for more than a decade, and he's been the coach at the Cowboys, what, this is year three, four, three. So, I mean, he's got a ton of experience, and Nathaniel Hackett has none. But Graziano said it well on the TV show this morning, Bubs. If Mike McCarthy coached that game last night exactly the way Hackett did, we would start canceling primetime programming on ESPN to just set up a series of primetime specials, and Stephen A. Smith would be laughing so hard he'd be unable to come to work. That's what it looked like. And because he's Nathaniel Hackett and he's the coach of the Broncos, it will not get the attention that it gets when Mike McCarthy, who was the coach of the Cowboys, does it. But it was that bad, if not worse. Oh, yeah. It's like we always talk about, you know, coaching or playing in New York. And it's the same thing. If you're in the Cowboys, it's just going to be amplified. And it does not help when McCarthy continues to make these mistakes. It is just talked about. On TV, radio, nonstop, and he keeps doing it. And yeah, I 100 percent agree. If if that was McCarthy last night, we would have we'd have to extend Greeny for three more hours and just keep <laughs> going because it would just be unbelievable nonstop. And I don't know if he'd make it out after two more weeks of keep doing that. I, I think it's a really good point. By the way, they had 12 penalties last night too, so just an absolutely terrible start all the way around. And maybe they'll get everything together again. But you know, a, a couple of people made the point, and it's an obvious one, but it's worth reminding everybody. This is a division in which, I mean, every game is critical. No one is running away and hiding. Kansas City is excellent. The Chargers are excellent. I believe the Raiders are really good. The Raiders lost a tough game on Sunday, but that's a game at the Chargers. That's one that if before the season starts, you put an L next to it, you say, okay, that makes sense. At Seattle, that's a game you put a W next to. So losing that game could easily wind up costing them a lot. If they're going to have a season, you know, that is memorable. If if they're going to have a chance to do something towards the end. So that's a really bad start. In the meantime, I will point out Hembo desperately needs to come back to work. Are you ready for this? Our our beloved Hembo? This is why people shake nerds. Who is home now, babysitting, or not babysitting, that's exactly the wrong word. That is not at all what I meant to say. Taking care of the babies. (laughs) 
at home. He's got the two twins. He's got Michelle, the one named after me, and the other one. Um, and <laughs> that, that, that is <laughs> – um, so he's doing that. And, but obviously, he desperately needs to work because he also just tweeted in the last 15 minutes – I swear on my life I'm reading this verbatim. In 1948, Stan Musial led the National League in runs and hits and doubles and triples and RBI and total bases and extra base hits and times on base and batting average and on base percentage and slugging percentage and runs created and OPS and OPS plus and war and offensive war and WPA. With no other context. (laughs) There's no reason we're talking about that today. There's no, there is no, in case you're wondering, oh, did Stan Musial die? Yeah, long time ago. This did not, this, there is no context. There is no reason he tweeted that except he felt like it. And when he comes back, I need to ask him, why did he feel the need to include all the ands? Now, first and foremost, why he felt the need to share this information today, I don't know. But that's, that's Hembo for you. This is why people shake nerds. But he could have easily said he led the NL in runs, hits, doubles, triples, RBI, blah, blah, blah. He chose to insert the word and in between every one of them. And so it took this tweet, Bubba, from a place where it began, which was merely boring, to the place where it winds up, which is annoying as heck, right? Like, it is excruciatingly annoying to read. So do you share my belief that Hembo desperately needs to come back to work? Oh, yeah. I mean, I heard you just read it and uh, read it out loud, and now I'm looking at it on Nuno's screen, and it is painful. Read it. Read, just to, read it. Go ahead. Just read. read it verbatim. Just read the whole thing. I mean, it is... Read it. Read it out loud. In 1948, Stan Musial of the NL and runs and hits and doubles and triples and RBI and total bases and extra base hits and times on base and batting average and non-base percentage, and slugging percentage, and runs created, and OPS, and OPS plus, and war, and offensive war, and WPA. That's the tweet. He wrote all of that. And, and there are so many questions I have. In addition to why the ands, the big question is, why are you telling me <laughs> Why this? the tweet? Like, if someone walked up to you in the street and just said that. Oh, let me ask you this question. Okay, Bubba, you're not a ma- I need a married man. Uh, I, 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 Bubba. You, you have a girlfriend. Let's, let's, let's live in an alternative universe where you are in a serious relationship. And now you're meeting the friends of the, the, the woman that you're dating, right? You and this woman, let's call her, I don't know, Susan. Right. So you and Susan are at dinner, and Susan's got like a best friend from college and her husband. And the four of, and trust me, you're going to spend about a year of your life doing that dinner a hundred times when you get into a serious relationship. Sure. So now you're sitting with this guy. Let's call him Phil. So you're sitting with Susan and Phil, and you're just having a conversation. I'll have a beer. I'll have a wine. I'll have this. I'll have the steak. I'll have the salmon, whatever you're having. And then Phil turns to you and says, you know, Brendan, in case you didn't know, in 1948, Stan Musial led the NL in runs and hits and doubles and triples and RBI and total bases and extra base hits and times on base and batting average and on base percentage and slugging percentage and runs created and OPS and OPS plus and war and offensive war and WPA and then sat back and took a sip of his beer. You would have to call off the wedding. You would literally have to cease dating the person if, if you're going to be forced to be around this person any further. 
Am I or am I not right? Uh, Bubba just actually left the room. Left the room. <laughs> because that's exactly what he Correct. would do. You would have to get up and leave. You'd be like, listen, Susan, I'm sorry. It's just not going to work. If you're going to be friends with Phil, if, if my life with you is going to involve a friendship with Phil and he's going to say that, then I can't live like this. Who can live like that? Yeah, it's just, again. This is why people shake nerds. You would have to shake Phil and then leave. <laughs> And I want to make it clear that it is not the position of this program that nerds should be shaken. Please don't shake anyone. But figuratively speaking, you must shake that nerd and you must depart and you must never come back again. And thus, Hembo needs to be spoken to in a serious way. And we will take care of that when he makes his return from taking care of little Michelle and the other one. Uh, you can be a part of Greeny Nation. Uh, call us uh, when you... Uh, don't call right now because we're not going to have time for the calls. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. Okay, the next thing that I wanted to get to today, I, I really would like a little help with this. So I do more than just Twitter polls on my, uh, on my Twitter page. Yesterday, I asked a question. So I'm watching the pregame show for our game last night, Monday Night Countdown, and I'm watching when Russell came out and he's being, you know, he's hugging people and he's taking in the moment, and the fans are booing like crazy, like they are laying in wait. And then when the team actually takes the field, the booing was deafening, and they booed him when he came out for the coin toss. They booed the hell out of Russell Wilson last night. And so I tweeted the following question innocently. And I mean, I, I really wanted it. I wrote, honest question. If you are a Seahawks fan, why are you booing Russell Wilson? I'm genuinely curious why the Seattle fans are so mad at him. This got a lot of response. And some of them are pretty simple. Like Chris Canty wrote, you never want to see your ex doing better with the next, especially when they broke things off with you. Well, yes and no. Which is to say, I'm rooting for my team during the game, but I'm not booing him as he runs out onto the field. They didn't boo Tom Brady when he ran out onto the field in Foxborough, and if they had, I would have lost my mind. Now, once the game started, and I know that a few people did, and those people, as I said at the time, should have their tickets taken away. I know Russell Wilson is not Tom Brady. He didn't have the career in Seattle that Brady had in New England. But hold on one minute while I count up all the Super Bowls that the Seahawks won before they got Russell Wilson. Didn't take me very long. Never happened. They made one. They didn't win it. I'm old enough to remember when the Seahawks were an expansion franchise. They came into the NFL in the late 70s. They were actually in the NFC, and Tampa Bay was in the AFC, and then they swapped them. I don't really remember why, but they swapped them. And I remember because I had a lunchbox. I was nine years old, I think, eight, nine years old. I had a lunchbox that had all the helmets of every team in the NFL on it. And one side had the AFC teams and the other side had the NFC teams. And then I became upset because my lunchbox was now incorrect. My lunchbox had Tampa on the wrong side and Seattle on the wrong side. But I digress. The point of it is, Seattle has, for the, large, for the most part, not been very good without Russell Wilson. And they were, for the most part, very good with Russell Wilson. And he was a team guy, said all the right things, did all the right things. I get it. Wanted out, had issues, had issues with the coach, had issues with the way the organization ran. I'm not suggesting that you have to sit there and cheer like crazy and, and, and all that. But 
to boo him that soundly, it was like when T.O. came back to Philly. It was like when LeBron went back to Cleveland the first time. Like this was a visceral, vociferous booing for a guy who I'm just confused that they felt that angry at him. And again, that's a great fan base. You don't need me to tell you that. They started a freaking earthquake once. That's how loud they are and how good they are. The 12s are as good as anybody in the entire sport, in the entire sports world. So that's why I'm asking the question honestly. Like, why exactly are you so mad at him? Nuno, what do you think? So I wouldn't, I wouldn't have booed him if I was in that situation. But let me play slightly devil's advocate here. Sure. He is also the reason they didn't win a second one. Right, like the, so, the interception. You mean? Well, not only the interception, right? But what was the whole thinking? Right, it's you don't hand it off to Marshawn because Pete Carroll wants to make you the hero, so you end up losing the game. That like, hey, like you've left us um, for someone else. And by the way, we could have and should have won more, but because of you in that moment, we didn't. So it like all comes down like that. I mean, probably is the only justification I can see. But because you don't boo someone like Russell Wilson, who has been your franchise for years upon years upon years. Yeah, look, Darrell Revis is the closest thing I can give you as a comparable. When, Devel- when Darrell Revis won the Super Bowl as a Patriot, I was happy for him. When he came back to play the Jets, I wasn't at the game, but I would have cheered him loudly because he was a great player. He's the best player that they've had in my lifetime. And... I thank him for everything he did. The Jets made two AFC championship games overwhelmingly because we had him. So you got how about a little debt of gratitude? How about a little thanks for the memories? How about a, a little thanks for what you did? So again, I'm, I'm just confused. Like, I didn't think that was as acrimonious a parting as it obviously was. Because not all departures are the same. I know it's not the same as the circumstances under which Peyton left Indy. But, I mean, they cheered him from kickoff to the end. I know it's different. Remind me what happened when Favre went back to Green Bay. Now, he was playing as a Viking. It was a year removed from because he had played that year with the Jets. Remind me what happened. Did they boo Favre like crazy in Green Bay? I don't think they did. It's a Sunday night game, Nuno. Am I remembering that right? I'm trying to remember what the vibe was at Lambeau. How did they, how did they handle Brett when he came back the first time? I'm struggling to remember. I'm Do you looking, remember? I'm looking at an article from that November 1st, 2009. It says Pac- Packers fans welcome Favre with booze. With booze. Uh, again, now Favre, he worked his way out of there. He kept threatening to retire. There, there, was, there was a lot more than meets yes, the eye to that. because looking in and reading the article, there were shirts uh, – uh, there were shirts uh, calling him everything from a traitor to Judah uh, to Judas. Uh, fans carrying a true legend. Uh, legends don't wear purple. Mm. Uh, you know they started. Uh, someone uh, hung a "Welcome Back to Lambeau Field" Brent sign. There was a, uh, I guess, a plane that trailed uh, Lambeau Field retire for good hours before the game. So it was very acrimonious. Yeah, he's Brent. a Viking. I mean, that's the arch rival. I guess it's different, but I get. I wouldn't have done that. Like I don't know. Say what you will about me. I would have cheered that guy before the game. I, I, you know, once the game is on, that's fine. We're trying to win. That's, that's all good. But before the game, I would have given him a thanks for the memory standing ovation. Um, so anyway, I just found that interesting. 
Um, and I threw that question up there yesterday, and I got a ton of response, and I found it all really interesting. Speaking of Twitter, one last look here as the Twitter poll voting has closed. Uh, and we, we got a lot of votes. We had almost 23,000 votes today, and it winds up a tie. Like, I can't break this tie. I don't know how to get any more specific than this. But I asked the question, if you're starting an NFL franchise tomorrow, who is your overall number one pick? Josh Allen got 41% of the vote. Patrick Mahomes got 41% of the vote. Now, they made Josh Allen a different color. They made it blue. So maybe that suggests to me he got slightly more. Is that right, Bubba? Would that, I don't know these Twitter polls. Justin Herbert is way behind. They put Allen on top, and and and, and they his... His name is a different color. I think Allen won. I think I think by a by by less than one percentage point, Josh Allen won the Twitter poll today. He is the player that the majority of people, the most people, would start a franchise with. But it's a great question. We'll do another one tomorrow. We'll have some fun. Thanks very much for being along for the ride. I will see you back in better than ever, same place, same time tomorrow. My name is Greeny, and you're listening to ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.